Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Today's episode is meant to feel like a great big hug. Comfort Shared features an interview with TV host, author, and my sweet friend, Anne Maines, sharing how God brought comfort during her cancer healing journey and how she's passing that comfort along to others. I really hope this episode will help you learn to do the same. Take time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can find the journal pages and information about our guest on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 35. And then I'll meet you right back here on Joy Radio. I'm not sure you're feeling what I'm feeling, but this year has been tough. A world pandemic, financial upheaval, racial injustice, division, governmental corruption, family issues, the list could go on for days. At times, I feel like my heart has been in the ring with Muhammad Ali, left battered and bruised, some days even KO'd, left on the mat, needing to be revived. Thankfully, I'm not snookered and neither are you. God's word promises that he's there for us in the best and the worst of times. Paul explains how we're in relationship with the God of all comfort. Paul's words from 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 to 11 read in the Passion Translation like this. All praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for he is the God of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own suffering, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. If troubles weigh us down, That just means that we'll receive even more comfort to pass on to you for your deliverance. For the comfort pouring into us empowers us to bring comfort to you. And with this comfort upholding you, you can endure victoriously the same suffering that we experience. Now our hope for you is unshakable because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in God's comforting strength. In case you think your situation is something Paul couldn't understand and that all those verses don't apply to you, that Paul couldn't understand how hard 2020 is, well, let me read verses 8 to 11 and maybe you're going to change your opinion. Brothers and sisters, you need to know about the severe trials we experience while we're in Western Turkey. All of the hardships we passed through crushed us beyond our ability to endure, and we were so completely overwhelmed that we were about to give up entirely. It felt like we had a death sentence written upon our hearts, and we still feel like this to this day. It has taught us to lose all faith in ourselves and to place all of our trust in the God who raises the dead. He has rescued us from terrifying encounters with death. And now we fasten our hope on him to continue to deliver us from death yet again. In 2 Corinthians 11 verses 23 to 33, Paul explains some of the troubles he's seen. 
He's been beaten, dragged into prison. But once Paul escaped prison in Damascus, where the governor under King Eretus had his troops searching for Paul to have him arrested, but he was stuffed in a basket and lowered down through a window and managed to escape. But other times he wasn't so lucky and he was flogged excessively. I can't imagine being flogged, but to be flogged excessively multiple times, even to the point of death, he said. Five times Paul received 39 lashes from the Jewish leaders, three times beaten with rods, once stoned, shipwrecked three times traveling on perilous waters, robbed, worked to the point of exhaustion, had sleepless nights, was deprived of food and water, left hungry, shivering out in the cold, lacking proper clothing." Paul was going through all of this while fulfilling his responsibility for leading all the churches under his authority with a deep concern for their welfare that weighed heavily on his heart. So in all the trials that Paul faced, he found the comfort of God enough to keep him alive and kept him fighting to bring the gospel of Jesus through extreme adversity. We serve the same God, the God of all comfort. So it makes me ask the question, what's God's comfort like? When I get into his word, I see that God's comfort is like a really good mom. In Isaiah 66, verse 13, God says, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. In Hosea 11, verses 3 to 4, God again describes himself as a loving mother. Yes, God the Father describes himself as a loving mother. God said, yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I who took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. I was to them like those who lifted infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. God loves us like a really, really amazing mama hug. God's comfort is also like an eagle parent. Deuteronomy 32 verses 10 to 14 talks about how God found his people in a desert situation, how he surrounded them. He cared for them and protected them. These verses go on to express God's care, just like an eagle parent. Verse 11 says, he watches over his nest like an eagle and hovers over his young. He spreads his wings, catches him and carries him on his feathers. Sounds like a pretty comfy ride to me. Verses 12 to 14 of Deuteronomy 32 go on to describe how God comforts, he leads, he feeds and provides for the physical needs of his children. God was comforting them in every way they needed, and he longs to care for you in the very same way. The next thing that I see is that God's comfort is from a God who understands your hurt, so he really knows how to meet your needs. The writer of Hebrews makes that clear that Jesus was tempted and suffered just like you did, and just like I have, but more. He knows what it's like to give up everything to leave heaven so that someone else can thrive. He was loved, applauded, followed by the crowds, rejected by the crowds, and rejected by those closest to him. Jesus was beaten, betrayed, mocked, and brutally murdered. Jesus knows hurt and understands what you're feeling. 
God's comfort works always and for all problems. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4 assures us that God always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering. There isn't a desert circumstance you can face that God cannot comfort you in. It doesn't exist. There is no limit to how hot the desert is that God can't help you in. God's comfort is a safe place to land. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says, All praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for He is the Father of tender mercy. If you're imagining God as the tough love kind of Father, you don't know Him yet. God's comfort is tender. It's the safest place for you to land when life is hard. God's comfort is endless. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says, He is the God of endless comfort. Paul goes on to tell in verse 10 how God rescued them from the terrifying encounters with death and finished by saying, And now we fasten our hope on Him to continue to deliver us from death yet again. His problems weren't over. And you know, there isn't a limit to the number of desert circumstances you can face that God can comfort you in. There's no lid to God's comfort. God's not sitting in heaven saying, nope, can't help you this time. You're maxed out on comfort. No, there's no lid, no limit to God's comfort. Fasten your hope on him like Paul did and you won't regret it. And the last thing that I want to assure you of today is that God's comfort makes you strong enough to withstand the difficulties of helping others. 2 Corinthians 1, 4-7 explains the intended outflow of receiving comfort from God. God's goal is not to pad your life so you're removed from everyone or everything that hurts you. No, he didn't do it for Paul. He surely hasn't done it for me, and I don't really think it's going to happen in your life. But this portion of scripture makes it clear that God always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. You don't even have to be going through what they're going through to help them and to bring the comfort that God has brought to you to them. We can bring the same comfort that God has poured out upon us, Paul says. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. The more you need God's comfort, the more he will lavish it on you so that you can lavish it on someone else. God wants us to have Paul's perspective of suffering when he says in verse 6, If troubles weigh us down, that just means that we will receive even more comfort to pass on to you for your deliverance. For the comfort pouring into us empowers us to bring comfort to you. And this comfort upholding you, you can endure victoriously the same suffering that we experience. Now, our hope for you is unshakable. Because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in God's comforting strength. Girl, today, my hope for you is unshakable. My hope for my future is unshakable because we serve, we live, we love the God of all comfort. So if you can bring this empowering, delivering, victory-inducing comfort into your life and that God wants you to pass it along, I have to ask another question. How can you bring comfort to others 
How can I bring comfort to others? First, you have to let God comfort you. Let God comfort you. Get that. Let. It's your choice. Let God comfort you so you can comfort others. You can't pass on what you don't have. And the second way that God can bring comfort to others through you is for you to be praying for them. In 2 Corinthians 1.11, Paul is expressing his thanks for their partnership in prayer. He tells how the others are bringing him comfort as they labor together with him through prayer. Paul said, because there are so many interceding for us, our deliverance will cause even more people to give thanks to God. What a gracious gift of mercy surrounds us because of your prayers. Your prayers are powerful. Use them to bring comfort to others. And the most Christ-like way to bring comfort to others is the same way that God brought it to you. Practically meeting the physical, emotional, material, relational, and spiritual needs of others and expressing it with a tender heart. I encourage you to let God comfort you, couple your prayers with action, and live a life marked by Comfort Shared. We are open. We're open. We are 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 open. Curbside, contactless, online, or in person. However you've adapted, let Toronto know you're open for business. Connect with Joy Radio's growing network of GTA Christians today. Learn how at joyradio.ca slash sales. That's joyradio.ca slash sales. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Well, I'm so glad for today's interview segment on Soul H2O Radio. You are going to fall in love with my friend, Anne. Anne, it is so good to have you on Soul H2O Radio. Thank you, Sherry. I'm so excited to be with you. Yeah, you know, I it, this I feel like I'm introducing my friends to people across the country and around the globe <laughs> as it, you know, in the podcast version it gets everywhere. But it, it is so good to have you. Um we've gone to know each other over the last 5 years and it's just been a real blessing in my life. So I'm really honored to get to share you with the Soul Age Show audience. You are no newcomer, though, to Joy Radio. You have been working with Matt and the people with uh, Joy Radio, Face Strong today for how many years? Oh, boy. I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know, four or five years, maybe. Okay. Yeah, we, I absolutely love the team there. And just the opportunity mm-hmm. to share God's love uh, with the listeners has been such a privilege. Yeah. And your podcast on Face Strong Today has been such an encouragement, those uh, quick devotions and encouragement for the day. You know, those have been, uh, as I was writing them, they were kind of encouraging me too. So, Mm -hmm. So it was nice to be able to share them with the listeners as well. 
I think that's, you know, the theme of this whole episode is about how when we go through difficulties and God brings us comfort, that we can share that comfort with others and and how God does that in our lives. And I think as any one of us that writes devotions, that really is what why we write. And I, you know, that you write so often because of what God's done in your life. Well, you know, that's just it, Sherry. We we all walk through different paths in life, different journeys, um, different twists and turns in the road. And it's how we process that through the grace of God, through his grace filter in our own lives. That's different for everybody. But for you and me in particular, we enjoy writing. And so mm-hmm. that's that's the way I've been processing over many, many years in my life, um, what I'm going through and how God is ministering to me through whatever that is. My my wonderful husband, Ron, was born into the ministry. Um, <laughs> he grew up seeing his dad on television. And um, and he, dad, Ron has often said that really the fact that his dad was the exact same man at home as he was on television really influenced him that this whole relationship with God thing is a genuine thing. It's not anything put on. It's a heart transformation that you live out in your day-to-day lives. And Ron's dad just happened to live his out across the nation on on daily television as well. So Ron was working with dad for 30 years. He he started, you know, as a teenager cleaning the toilets and worked his way up in the ministry and had many different jobs, um, really working hard behind the scenes uh, for many years at first. Yeah. I think that's really neat that that goes along with last week's Soul H2O episode that was all about passing on your faith to the next generation. Mm. We had Mm. a children's book author, but I talked all about that and how we have to make sure that our life matches up with what we're teaching. And so hearing that about David Maines and how it impacted his son, who is still Mm -hmm. continuing to do that ministry. So that's how, you know, Ron, your hubby got into ministry and and Mm -hmm. doing that. But how did you get roped in? Was it because of the family thing, you know? (laughs) Well, you know what? It's so funny. I have never been comfortable with public speaking. And that might be surprising because basically that's what I do now. But honestly, Mm -hmm. uh, growing up and as a young married mom, I used to get literally sick to my stomach before Christmas every year, because I knew that we would have to go on the Christmas special and sing Christmas carols. And I just, the fact that I would have to go on television and be there, I, it just made me so nervous. But I thought, okay, I can do this. It's just one thing, and then we'll get through it, and I'll be fine. Uh, little did I know what God had in store for my life later, Sherry. And, and isn't God that mm-hmm. way? He prepares us yeah. in advance for the Mm -hmm. calling he has placed deep within our hearts. So in, uh, let's see, the summer of 2000, Ron's dad came to me and said, Anne, I want you to consider coming on for the next two years and share a daily devotional live. So as you can imagine, I, with a very serious face, I said to dad, I will pray about that. Inside, my inside voice was saying, okay, can I give it two weeks and then come back to him and say, no, is that a good (laughs) amount of time? (laughs) Because I was so scared. But I had been writing devotionals for a few years up to this point. I had been sharing them. I was leading a ladies Bible study in our home. 
a very non-threatening public speaking uh, thing to do, mm-hmm. um, but but leading these ladies and sharing my devotionals with them. And word had gotten out about that. And dad uh, said, I really feel like I want you to do that. So I did pray about it, actually. And um, God, by his Holy Spirit, got a hold of me and said, you know what, if you trust me, Anne, I'm going to take you through this. And my words through you will be a blessing to others. And so I honestly had to just swallow my fear and say, okay, I'm going to push through. And two weeks later, I said to dad, dad, I prayed about it. And I guess I'll do it. And that was the beginning of two years every day, sharing a segment that we called Sincerely Yours. And what it was, was a four minute devotional segment that walked through the entire New Testament, Matthew through Revelation. I wrote and delivered every single one of these devotionals turned into 520 of them. (laughs) And, you know, Sherry, I learned really fast that God can answer really fast prayers because as the the director's hands were, you know, you've been on television before as -hmm. those fingers are disappearing, 10, 9, 8, 7. And you know, when that red light comes on that camera, that there's no turning back. You're live across the country on television. You know, those prayers, Lord, help me. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. And he was there and he helped and he anointed. And that's what he does. Absolutely. And I know then you produce books out of that and the Sincerely Yours devotionals. And Mm -hmm. I actually had one. It encouraged me, bless my life. I don't have it. I was looking for it before our interview. Um, But, you know, I gave it away. I remembered to someone else who was in need of a, a good devotional at the time. So God used that you know, that fearful answer. Yes. He, you know, he'll take our yes, no matter how we give it to him. And so you were doing that. You just became, you know, this completely fearless girl, right? Well, you know what is, I mean, I just sense the Holy Spirit just prompted me to say, there needs to be a voice for Christian women to speak on issues. And so we developed a show where we had, Mm -hmm. I was the host, the lead host, and I had five, four or five women. It varied. Um, And we would talk about current things that women face today. And that show actually lasted for six years. And it was just a wonderful, we had the feedback from women across the country saying how, what a blessing it was and how their voice, they felt like their voice was being heard on different issues. And, And yeah, so that was another Boy, you give God a yes, and he will take you where you never dreamed you could go. (laughs) And and I think, you know, that parable of the talents where we give him one thing, we take what he's given or, you know, we take what he's given us and we work on it. We, you know, we work on the skills that he's given us and expand on it. And he just multiplies it and he gives Mm -hmm. back more gifts so that you can do even more. So just amazing how God will take things and use them for his glory. And then it was, you know, some real struggles that you and Ron went through and the family. And then God Mm -hmm. turned that around and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. put you and Ron in such a different ministry of working with heart to heart ministries. Absolutely. You know, We thought one day we'd love to speak into marriages and build up marriages. Well, little did we know God would have heart-to-heart marriage and family ministries there for us. We were asked to take over leadership of that ministry. And through a lot of prayer and really soul-searching, we sensed that God was saying, this is my next step for you. Yes, this is where I have you going. And as a result of that, 
you know, we weren't sure if our ministry was over. We, we kind of assumed that it was, um, <laughs> but we had advice from lots of, of very wise, seasoned um, saints who had, who had a lot of more life experience than we had, who said, God never wastes anything. And God mm. has been building in both of you. And so we thought, okay, this is what we need to, we just start taking steps in that direction. I remember the discussions where you felt like everything was over and maybe it was just Mm -hmm. your time to, you know, put the quotations around, just be a grandma and sit home. And not that there was anything wrong with, you know, doing those things. Not at all. But there was just this sense that God had more. And Mm -hmm. so I want people to come back because we're going to get into the whole reason why this conversation is going on today Mm -hmm. about the, you know, your next book, Coffee with Him, and the story of your healing journey that God has had you on in this last year. And, Mm -hmm. um, People don't want to miss that because if you are, you know, listening and you're going through a time where you you're going through a struggle, God wants to speak encouragement into your life as he's used Anne so many times on TV and through books and 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 so many different avenues, podcasts. But I want you to come back after the break and hear Anne's healing story and how God brings comfort to us in the midst of our worst struggles. I'm Ann Maines, and my music pick for Soul H2O Radio is Lord, I Need You by Matt Marr. Lord, I come. Oh, God, how I need you. We are open. We're open. We are 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 open. Curbside, contactless, online, or in person. However you've adapted, let Toronto know you're open for business. Connect with Joy Radio's growing network of GTA Christians today. Learn how at joyradio.ca slash sales. That's joyradio.ca slash sales. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Well, Anne, it's great to be here with you again. And as I get the guests to share on Soul H2O Radio, tips from your Bible study that maybe someone would hear and would inspire them for, you know, kind of freshen up their devotion time with the Lord? What is something you could share with the audience that that helps you to connect with God? Well, I've had a favorite devotional that I've read every day for 20 years now. It's My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. And every single day, even though I've read it over and over, it's a one-year journey. I've read it over and over every day. It's fresh in my spirit because it directs us directly to the heart of God. And we're we're open and vulnerable. And so I read that every day. And then I just read through a book of the Bible. I'm on Ephesians right now. And um, so it's just a quiet time with God to refresh your spirit at the beginning of the day. 
I love that. And that is such an incredible book that really has inspired people for, you know, decades. And mm-hmm. and, and it's timeless. It really is timeless it advice. Really is. I know they've kind of updated some of his wording from the original, but just powerfully timeless words. And that's really great. Can you share your favorite verse or a life verse that you have? Mm. Well, there's so many, as you can imagine, but probably my favorite verse right now at this point in my life is Isaiah 26, 3. And reading from the Passion, it says, perfect absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you, O God, because they confidently trust in you. Um, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you is another version of that verse. It's just so powerful because it talks about our trust in God and the peace that we need to get through the day. Love that. That is definitely a life verse for so many people, myself included. One Mm. of those go-to verses when, you know, trouble hits your life that you can run to and hold on to and know that God is going to get you through. And those are the kind of verses that you needed this year because everything was going great. In the beginning of this interview, if people would have only just listened to that, they'd be like, oh, she's so lucky. Everything just goes her way. (laughs) And, (laughs) And that's not the case for anyone's life. And sometimes people see us, you know, they hear us on radio, they see you on TV, they think that lives are perfect if you're on the stage with the microphone. And that's mm. not true. And the the bottom really dropped out for you guys. I think it was last June, right? It was. It was June the 10th, 2019. Mm. On that day, Sherry, I received a phone call from my doctor that nobody wants to get. Um, I had been having mammograms for years, and they had always been fine. But this particular mammogram came back with a shadow, which led to more testing, which led to a biopsy, which led to June the 10th, 2019, where the doctor called and said cancer cells were detected. Now, Sherry, there was no breast cancer history in my family. So this was a very surprising, shocking, scary announcement to me. And it was shocking. (laughs) It was shocking when you shared it with friends. And I can't imagine what it was like when you were hearing that news for the first time and the situation of how it all transpired. Absolutely. Ron wasn't here. He was away. I called him. He was two hours away. As soon as I called him, he said, I'm coming home right now. And on that drive home, we talked and prayed and cried. And Sherry, at, at one point, during our conversation while he was driving home to me, stuck in traffic, I was home alone, sitting here by myself. At one point I said to him, honey, I feel like God wants me to journal my journey, to just write down what he's what He's going to teach me through the lens of his grace, through this very scary, terrifying, unexpected journey. And so Ron said to me, okay, I'll be home in about 45 minutes. Let's hang up. And why don't you write your first journal entry? And so, Sherry, that's what we did. We hung up. And 45 minutes later, Ron walked in the door, and I had my first journal entry written. And it was the first of many as I would go through further testing, um, two surgeries. Um, The pathology revealed I would actually need chemotherapy. And so last fall, starting in September, going through to the, the week before Christmas, I had eight rounds of chemotherapy. And as you can imagine, I had all of the side effects that come with it. Yeah. 
I had mm-hmm. extreme nausea. I had extreme fatigue and I lost all my hair. And it was just a, a devastating, devastating time for me. And I, as a friend and watching you go through and praying for you in this circumstances that you were facing, you know, sometimes we just don't understand what we, why do we have to go through this? And I love the very first devotion in your book. <laughs> and if I'm jumping ahead here, but like mixing, you know, the things from your book in with your journey as it mm-hmm. happened. But, you know, why is this happening? And, you know, that it starts off there with the, the questions. And so often when, str- you know, these terrible things hit our life, you ask, what did I do? Yeah, you know what? When when it happened, when I found that out, I honestly didn't know what to do. I didn't I didn't have the words. I didn't have the questions. I the only question I had was, God, what do I do? I honestly don't know what to do. I've never been here before. This is terrifying. And I had such a deep sense in my spirit, Sherry, at that moment when I was all by myself in the house crying, literally crying out to mm-hmm. God. What do I do? A deep sense in my spirit of Psalm 4610, you know that verse, of him saying to my spirit, be still and know that I am God. I've got you. Be still, still your spirit, still your heart, still your your fears, your, your wonderings, your questions, and know that I am God. I've got you and I'm not going anywhere. And at that moment, did you know that you'd be here today and things would be getting better and your health would be getting better at that moment? Did you know mm-hmm. and have that assurance that everything was going to be okay? No, I didn't. In fact, the phone call with the doctor, all she did was tell me the type of breast cancer that was discovered in my body. And she said, by the way, don't Google it because there's a lot of information out there that will scare you. <laughs> now, that didn't help my, matters much. But she said, go to the Mayo Clinic website and Google it there. Look it up there. And she said, and you have a doc. I've scheduled you with a surgeon uh, in eight days. And so, Sherry, for the next eight days, I had no information other than this was my diagnosis, and this is what the Mayo Clinic website said which was Mm -hmm. a lot of information that was scary, but I didn't have anything to personalize it to me. So for eight days, all I could do was trust God. And you know, the verse in in Corinthians, take every thought captive. I literally had to do that every day, multiple times a day, because you know how your imagination wants to go down these rabbit trails of what could it be? It could be something Mm -hmm. more serious. Anyway, so take every thought captive, submit it under the authority of Jesus, and then trust him. He's got you. That's what I kept doing over and over again until I finally did see the surgeon and the surgery date was scheduled. Scary times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scary times. And so in in the midst of the, the chemo treatments and losing your hair, how was God with you in that mm-hmm. time? Well, I continued writing 
my journey. I continued journaling my journey. Honestly, I didn't have a purpose for these devotionals, Sherry. There, mm-hmm. I wasn't even letting it, the first several. I wasn't even showing my husband. They were yeah. so personal with the Lord. They were so personal. I just, it was God ministering to my heart. I was being very open, very vulnerable with Him in my in my journaling, and. As I would write these devotionals, I started where I was that day, and God's Holy Spirit would pour into me His voice, His His Spirit, His Holy Word. The Bible is living and active, and it is nourishment for our souls today. And that's mm-hmm. what I was getting. So through all of that, Sherry, I was I continued to write devotionals. Now, at one point in the fall, when I had started chemotherapy, I, I thought to myself, well, maybe I was sharing them now with my husband and with other you know family members. I thought maybe I can share something on Facebook that would be an encouragement to someone. Yeah. I didn't know, but I thought maybe I could. And so I did. I, I put something out on Facebook and I was shocked, Sherry, at the response that I got. Mm-hmm. And so then I started sharing more of my devotionals every once in a while on Facebook. And before long, I had thousands of people tracking with me, um, messaging yeah. me privately, publicly saying how these devotionals were, were ministering to their hearts. And I realized that there was a purpose in these and God, they weren't just for me, but he was going to use his words into my heart to minister the, to the hearts of others as well. And yeah. isn't that like God, when he drops something in us to do, and we just walk in obedience. He always blesses our obedience with his purposes. And that's the best place to be. Absolutely. I know when sometimes people are going through a difficult time and, and you know, people will say in church and other church friends, you know, God is going to use this for his glory. And it almost makes you feel like, oh, he's just using me for this. But that is mm. never that's never been my experience. I can tell from what you've written our discussions. That's not mm-hmm. your experience. But in everything, God wants first to minister to the person who's hurting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's that personal and intimate, isn't he? He sees yeah. us where we are. He sees our deep, dark nights of the soul when when the house is dark. And, and you know, it doesn't have to be a, a health journey. It can be a financial struggle or relationship breakdown. There's so many unexpected journeys that we walk through as individuals, but he sees us in those dark nights of the soul or those early mornings where we just can't sleep. And if we'll just come to him, bring him our open, broken hearts and say, God, this is me today. And he says to back into our spirits, oh, I love you. I love that about you. I love your tears. I've been collecting your tears. Never be backward with me. Never be ashamed with me. There is no condemnation here. He just wants our open, honest hearts. And Sherry, can I tell you just a little story here? Because at, at one point last fall, when I was writing these devotionals and I was sharing them on Facebook, um, I hit one of my lowest points physically the chemotherapy had really taken its toll on my body. I was so weak. I was so, Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I, Ron had to bring me to the emergency room. I had an infection. I had 103.8 fever. They put me in the hospital for a few days, sent me home. I was so weak at home. I passed out. Like it was just, I was hitting rock bottom at this point in my physical journey. Yet I continued 
to journal. I continued to write these <laughs> devotionals and share them on Facebook. And at one point I said to Ron, honey, I, I feel kind of silly. You know, I, I am not this para, paradigm of, or, or, you know, this huge thing of strength and that people look up to. I am so broken and so weak. I, I feel silly sharing these on Facebook. And he said, well, just keep sharing them. Just, just walk your in obedience. And so I did that. And Sherry, I want to tell you, I want to read to you just a very brief message I got from someone uh, at that exact time of when I was my lowest. This is the message I got from a stranger, a private message um, on Facebook. He said this to me. He said, Anne, the journey God has you on right now, you sharing your unwavering faith, strength, and comfort in him. I am one of those unknown strangers that God is touching through you. I am under such attack. I was set to simply bring it to an end. Plans were underway. I was composing my goodbye letter to my daughter, and suddenly one of your posts popped up. Anne, understand, I did not die that day, because at what I thought were my final moments, God took me to your words of faith and courage. I thought you Hmm. should know. Sherry, God ministered to the heart of this broken man even through my brokenness, when I was so weak, I didn't have it in me to give, yet he poured through me to someone else. And isn't that just like our loving, intimate God to reach out to others through us, even when we feel like we are so weak, we can't do it ourselves. That is such a powerful example of how God will comfort us And what he did in comforting you and you sharing it on Facebook, comforted and literally saved the life of this one guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to go on a podcast. You don't have to write a book to or in order to share the comfort that God has given to you. But you can talk to a friend. You can share that with someone. And you never know how you might impact that person's life. You might never even hear the stories. But God can use if you will just open your mouth and share. Or maybe it is. Write a post on Facebook. Write. Maybe you will write a book. But, you know, be like Anne and share that with someone. What God has done. How he's comforted you. Let it comfort someone else. And that is amazing. And, and I see that that's what God is doing with your book. So coffee Mm. with him. I love even just the cover. Our friend Dan McCauley did the cover, but mornings Mm -hmm. with God on an unexpected journey, the girl holding the warm cup and the glow, this book warms your heart. It warms Mm. your spirit, your soul. God has spoken to me as I read through the devotions. They are so encouraging. Your honesty um, with sharing, you know, I, I love how you've written the book, the picture of you there at your last treatment. It's so exciting because there's, there's also this such hope in victory as you share. Um, how incredible was it to publish those private journals and the comfort that God brought you? Well, you know, Sherry, like I said, when I started writing the devotionals, there was no purpose for them other than God bringing healing to my spirit on the day that I wrote the devotional. And then as I started sharing them with others, I was getting encouraged by people. you got to put these into a book. 
uh, never dreaming that actually that would happen. But then during this whole COVID time and, and the shutdown, Ron and I said, maybe this is our opportunity to just do it, to just put the devotionals into a book. We self-published um, through Amazon and uh, it's out there now. And what I've heard, I've had so much feedback from people who are saying that my words of the, the words that God gave me through my healing journey is actually helping to bring healing to them through their, their relationship struggles or through their financial struggles or through their healing journeys or through the unknown of losing, losing a job or COVID or, you know, God knew a year ago when I started writing these devotionals that he had a plan to help reach the hearts of others a year later through the book. And so I am just so humbled and honored that he would choose me to share his words of healing to them. And so, yeah, the co- the book is Coffee with Him, Mornings with God on an Unexpected Journey. And the the website, I guess if, uh, lots of people ask me, where can I get the book? Yeah, I was it's just going to ask you, where can everyone yeah, get it? Well, it's we've made it as easy as possible. The website is coffeewithhim.ca, coffeewithhim.ca. And there's the link there where you can get the book. Or, and they can also get that, they can get signed copies and everything. So, you know, make sure you can check out the show notes. We have links to everything that Anne is about. And Anne, it was just such a wonderful time talking with you and sharing with everyone about how God has comforted you. And we're so thankful that your health is regaining and that God is strengthening you. And we just want to thank you for taking this time to to share your story with us. Sherry, thank you so much. I'm pleased to say the doctors have pronounced me cancer-free. And so I'm just so excited about the future. God is good. God is faithful. And thank you for having me on. I'm just so honored to be here. And I I love you, Sherry. (laughs) I love you, Anne. And this has been wonderful of hearing God's victory over your circumstances and, and how it's really helping so many others. So thank you again. I hope today's show has been timely for you. I'm praying that it was like a glass of cool water on a hot day. These are difficult, unsettled, tumultuous days. But experiencing God's comfort in the midst of this or any adversity helps you to rise above the reality of your circumstances and rest your soul in the peace of God that passes all understanding. I know it sounds too good to be true and doesn't make logical sense. It completely doesn't, but it is true. And I've experienced it for myself so I can share this in full confidence. My challenge for you today is to follow through on the steps I outlined at the ending of today's teaching segment so I can help you bring comfort to yourself and others. Just three little steps that can change your life. First, let God comfort you so you can comfort others. That's the message of the teaching segment based on 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 to 11 and the example we heard about in Anne's interview. But you can't pass on what you don't have. The trick here is to let God. He's always willing to bring your soul comfort, but will you let him in or keep trying to fix everything yourself? I hope you heard the teaching segment, but if not, or if you need to listen to it again for the truth about how God comforts to really sink into your heart, you can hear it on the My Joy Radio app or the podcast version. 
The second is a challenge to be praying for others. In 2 Corinthians 1.11, Paul is expressing his thanks for the people in the Corinthian church's partnership in prayer. He tells how others are bringing him comfort as they come together and pray for him. Paul said, because there are so many interceding for us, our deliverance will cause even more people to give thanks to God. He told how he felt God's grace and mercy surrounding him because of the people's prayers. During these past few months, with some personal issues popping up, it's the prayer that friends have made on my behalf that brought a peaceful sense of God's comfort to me. I hope you know I'm praying for you. Even if we've never met, God knows who you are. And when the Soul H2O prayer team and I pray for those listening, he knew you'd be one of them and appropriates that prayer to you. If you ever need prayer, just email prayer at sherrystall.com. But know that your prayers are powerful. Use them to bring comfort to others. And maybe you need to include a few prayers for yourself. Lastly, the most Christ-like way to bring comfort to others is the same way God brought it to you. Practically meeting the physical, emotional, material, relational, and spiritual needs of others and expressing it with a tender heart. Again, I encourage you to let God comfort you. Couple your prayers with action and live a life marked by comfort shared. Remember to check out today's show notes for deeper insights and links to Anne's book that will bring you comfort in the midst of any trial. Subscribe, like, and share this episode on your social media so others can receive from the same comfort you've found today. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.